0: and welcome back to the Handprints Podcast. If you're new here, like I just said, my name is Anna Grace and I'm the host and creator of the Handprints Podcast, a podcast centered on imprinting you with gospel truth so that you can go out into the world and love your neighbor well. So today's episode is a little last minute. I feel like a lot of my episodes have been last minute. However, in general, I try to have them completely up at least by the Friday before the Monday they're published on, but today is actually Sunday and it has been quite a weekend, quite a week, so I am just now getting to record this podcast today. I actually was not feeling well on Thursday night and then Friday And then Saturday morning, I went and got COVID tested, and I was negative, which is good, and I'm feeling a lot better now, but it has been quite a weekend, and so I just now am getting to record the podcast. So last week on the podcast, I talked to one of my best friends, Annika Muller, about Purpose, and we had a great conversation. You can go back to last week's episode if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, But kind of in talking about purpose in that episode, I started thinking a lot about something that I think kind of hinders purpose, and that is discontentment. I think that often we can be going into exactly what God has for us, exactly where he wants us, and yet we get here and we're living in the midst of this purpose, but it can feel purposelessness because sometimes in the midst of purpose, there is a waiting period where it doesn't look like a lot is happening, but God is actually moving instrumentally in that period, and discontentment can come along with that. You know, we hear the phrase all the time, the grass is always greener on the other side, and I think we all really do think that, but as I was thinking about contentment, I was just thinking about in general 2020 was quite the year of discontentment for many of us. I mean, not only were we all kind of feeling, I think, a sense of purposelessness at some points where, you know, there were times when many people were unemployed, there were, you know, obviously people have been dying, there's been so much injustice, um, and I've talked about this before, just I think that it's important to recognize, however, all of this, that though 2020 has had so many ups and downs for us, specifically us as Americans, we also have to recognize that a lot of what we've been dealing with in 2020 is just stuff that has come to light that other people have been dealing with for so long, you know, especially as like white middle-class Americans. I think that sometimes it's, I'm, this is not to negate the pain or the um, hardships of this year. That's not at all what I'm trying to do. However, I do think bringing light to that this year was kind of a bit of just an eye-opener for many people about things that have been going on and that we've really just been ignorant to for a very long time, and so amid all of this, I think that, you know, 2020 has shown a lot of discontentment just in our hearts, and... I found myself even realizing, like, as we went through 2020, you know, I started the year at college. I started really right at the beginning of the year, I think on New Year's Day, actually, yeah, I drove back to college for our January term. We had all of our January term, which we call interim at St. Olaf. We had it all at St. Olaf in person, then we went home, and then we came back for spring semester, and... I feel like what I remember of spring semester was a lot of just excitement about the future because I had planned, Ani and I were planning to go to Florida over spring break, and we went into spring semester literally like the first night we bought our plane tickets. We were so excited about that, but there was always this going to the next thing, looking for the next thing. And then all of a sudden, when we all got sent home in the middle of March, it was like a pause on looking towards the future. And right at the beginning, I think we were all like, okay, well, we'll go back to school, you know, eventually, and we'll have this eventually again. And we're still in this period of, yes, some of this stuff has reopened. However, we're still in waiting in a lot of ways. And I think going into the beginning of the pandemic, we really had no idea how long we were going to be waiting. For many of us, you know, we thought by summer, of course, we would be out of out about, you know, again, we didn't really think about, oh, no, like, we're actually going to be dealing with this for a very long time, I mean, some people thought that, I'm not saying no one thought that, but in general, I think all of a sudden, we were trying to look for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, because I think that's always what our hearts want to do, that's what we do when we're discontent, is we look for the next thing that will make us content, but then we get to that next thing, and it never does. It never fulfills us. It never satisfies us. And so for today's episode, I just wanted to have a conversation about this because I see it, and many of my friends actually, I when I check in with people, you know, we share how we can be praying for each other, and I feel like so many people have said discontentment lately. So, so many people. And so I just wanted to talk about it, not because I'm perfect at the subject, because I think I'm far from it. In fact, I think I'm part of the category that is absolutely just constantly looking towards the next thing and not finding contentment in the here and the now of this moment. And so I wanted to talk about it. I always want to preface that I don't have all the knowledge in the world. I don't claim to. I simply want to open up a door for conversation that continues. It just starts Maybe, actually, it doesn't even start with me. Like, most of these things don't start with me, but I'm just kind of bringing in a little bit of a starter of a conversation that I hope you guys will also chime in on. Um, DM me on my the Handprint Creative Instagram. Um, you can DM me on my personal Instagram, whatever it is. I love talking with people about the conversations that I have on here. Um, and also, coming soon, Ani and I will be hosting next season together, and we've really talked about ways that we want to get our listeners' feedback into episodes. And so this is not the end of the story. I am simply a 20-year-old college student who just wants to start a conversation, not claiming to have the answers, but wanting to learn them and wanting to point you towards the one who I believe knows all, is all, and um, loves us fully and knows us fully and deeply, and that is Jesus Christ um, and God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I just believe that pointing towards scripture is always what I want to do, pointing towards the cross of Christ is always what I want to do, so I don't claim to have the answers, but I just want to talk to you guys about discontentment in general. Okay, so for some of you, you might know that I actually spent this semester on a gap semester, and I think I mentioned that in this podcast before, but I was not at school this semester. So I have actually I actually took a class online over the summer. So I have not been in school from August till now. I start class again in a couple weeks. I'm doing an education class, internship kind of deal. I'm super, super excited. I'm an English ed major at school, so I am going back to school very soon. But I was not in school for this semester and something I found about not being in school was Ah, uh, you can guess it, discontentment. <laughs> so this summer, I really was discontent, and that's what started to draw about. Maybe I don't want to go back to school because I just was not in any way content with my life this summer. I worked a lot. I am a barista at Caribou Coffee, and then I also clean for my parents' hospitality business, and I just started door dashing, so that's a fun little add-on. And so, I was just working a lot this summer, and because of the pandemic, you know, life just looked a lot different, and I just felt so discontent, and when we kind of found out that school was going to be, you know, obviously heavily um, taking precautions, as they should, you know, rightfully, I just started to feel like, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's for me, I just am not really happy in my life right now, I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues, um... That I just wasn't in a great place mentally, more or less. And I just was not content at all. And so I thought about, you know, what do I think will give me life and what won't. And, you know, I made a list of things that are life-giving and life-draining. And in life-draining, I put school because it felt like that at that moment. You know, doing online school from March until the end of August, in my case, because I took online class over the summer also... It just, and as all of you know, because you're all in the same position, I'm not claiming myself to be the only one, it just did cause a lot of discontentment, and I just felt like, well, I, I want things to be normal, and if they're not going to be normal, I don't want to do them at all, which is not a great mindset to have, and I no longer have that mindset, but that's definitely how I felt going into the school year. So, I started out on this Creative Gap semester where I was working on a novel project, which I'm now still in the process of, but finishing up. I've written two drafts of it, so that's cool, but I can do a whole separate episode about kind of that wing of my Creative Gap semester and all about that. But more or less, I want to talk about for the first two weeks of my Gap semester, I was in Colorado with my sister and I was just living my best life. If I'm being honest, it was so, so great. I went to the coffee shop every morning and I wrote because she worked at this coffee shop and I went every morning. It was in Colorado. We went on hikes. I got to hang out with my sister. I literally made my own schedule. I was blogging. I was writing. I just was loving my life. If I'm being honest, for those two weeks, it just, everything was going really, really well for me. And then all of a sudden, actually, I guess the first week, that's how things were going. And then all of a sudden, that second week, I kind of panicked because people were having fun and I wasn't a part of it. And when I say people were having fun, I mean students back at college were having fun. And I was, you know, looking from the outside in. I didn't have any social media downloaded that first week in Colorado, which I think was smart, but downloading it that second week, all of a sudden, I had this growing discontentment, and I just thought, what did I just get myself into? You know, I'm supposed to make this work for a semester? You know, it's been a week, and I already miss people. You know, I saw my sister, but I missed my friends, and I missed college, and I missed so much and i just thought what did i get myself into like i cannot believe that i have to do this for the next like 12 13 14 weeks you know and that was really like an eye-opener of i am so discontent right now and i started my solution to that was basically change my plan around because i could i was flexible enough to change my whole plan and there was a room in my sister's house open, the one that she rents, and I was like, well, I could move in there and get a job in Colorado, and then I started looking at apartments in Minnesota because my friends from college are there. It was just kind of a mess, to be honest. I was a mess. I started applying for jobs randomly. It was just like a crisis, an emotional crisis that I was having, having, having. All because I was so discontent with where I was and I wanted to be where other people were because I thought that where they were was so much better than where I was. Even though it wasn't necessarily that it was better, it was just different. Both had positives and both had negatives, but they were different. And that's just a reality of life. You know, when I first started going to St. Olaf, I... Did not love my life. I thought I was going to transfer at semester last year. I came home at Thanksgiving break and had a breakdown over school because I wasn't content. Because I saw what my friends had who went to state schools in Kansas and in the Midwest, and I just thought that looks so, so great. And I go to the small, tiny liberal arts school in the middle of Minnesota. Like, what am I doing? And I just It wasn't so much that I was discontent because of my actual life or even my circumstances. That was not what was causing the discontentment. It was the comparison that was causing the discontentment. Because the second that I took my eyes off of my own path and turned it to another, I saw everything that was missing from mine instead of seeing everything that I had in abundance in mine. You know, I took my eyes off of all of the positives in my lane and could only see the negatives in mine and only the positives in another. Literally looking through rose-colored glasses at another person's life and thinking, that's what I want. That's what I should be having because I don't like my circumstances. But I didn't not like my circumstances until I saw the ones that everyone else had. It really is the moment that comparison began to sneak in where I thought, maybe I don't like my life. Maybe I do want something else. And there are lies that whisper in your head that tell you that something else is better than what you have right now. I guess I want to disclaim again, I'm not saying that in all situations you should just stick it out, because I don't think that's true. There's many situations in life where I think you should get out, and I think there are situations that are toxic that you need to leave from, and it's not just about comparison, it's about an actual unhealthy situation. However, what I am talking about is just the comparison game in in general, because comparison you know, it does kill contentment. Comparison absolutely kills contentment. And comparison, I believe, is from the devil. In contentment, only Jesus can do that in your heart. You know, only the Lord of Lords, the one who came and lived a life, a perfect life, even though he was tempted in every way, he's the only one that can give us water that is from the well of life that will never run dry. He is the only one. And so when I find that I'm so discontent, it has more to do with turning my eyes off of Jesus than it does to do with the other person's lane and path in which they're living in, or even my own lane and path that I'm living in. It's the comparison from one to another that causes that discontentment. But Jesus gives us contentment of heart despite circumstances that results in everlasting non-circumstantial joy. During this gap semester, I was in Chicago, in a suburb of Chicago actually, Um, in, what was it, the end of September, after I had been in Minnesota, I was in, I was at our family friends' houses in Chicago, Illinois, Um, like, greater Chicago area, and we were watching Enola Holmes, which is a Netflix show. Millie Bobby Brown is in it. It's a movie, actually. Millie Bobby Brown is in it, and it's such a good movie, but that's kind of beside the point. However, well, actually, there's a lot to this, but there's a quote in the story where she's asking Sherlock, her brother, um, or I think he's giving her advice on how to solve this, like, mystery of her mom's missing. It's a whole thing. But there is a line she says, and it's along this line. I didn't go back to the movie to quote this, but I wrote it down a while ago when I watched the movie, so I think this is pretty accurate. But it says, or he says, focus on what's there instead of what you want to be there. And boy, this hit home so hard because this came right after I had just seen my friends at college in Minnesota because long story short, I traveled most of September um, safely, but I did travel, and so I'd seen people from school at this point, point. and so this is post-Colorado. I'd been on a cabin for two weeks with my dad, basically quarantined, saw friends from school, and then headed over to Chicago. So, anyway, this is right after leaving school and feeling like, wow, I really, really love being here. I love my friends here. I cannot wait to go back, and all I kept thinking about going into Chicago was, I can't wait to go back to school. I can't wait to go back to school. I can't wait to go back to school. Even though when I was in school, all I wanted to do was not be in school. You know what I'm saying? And so all I could focus on at this point was how discontent I was with my present circumstances, but at least I could look forward to what was in the future and be excited about that. That was kind of my thought process. And then we're watching this movie in and Sherlock says to Enola, focus on what's there instead of what you want to be there. Hmm. This hit my heart in a new way, you guys. I just felt like the Lord was speaking through this movie to me because truly, I felt so discontent in these moments. I felt so, I just was longing, my soul was just longing for community with people, and I was spending a lot of time doing a lot of things, but none of them were long enough that it felt like community in its so-called sense was a thing, you know? I just felt discontent in general with my circumstances, and it's so easy to feel this way, not just in our circumstances, but you know, in relationships with our friends. There's so many places where we can be discontent with where something's at, you know. I think one thing that I think of often is like relationships. We are so often, and I'm not in a relationship right now, but lots of my friends are, and I see it all the time of there is a discontentment in a relationship because the two people are longing for something that isn't there, and they're focusing more on what's not there than what is, you know? And this, in general, I think, is what, when it comes to discontentment, there's a focus on what isn't there instead of what is. And so, when we're able to take a step back and actually focus on what is here, what is good, what is giving us life in the here and now, instead of what we want to be good, what we want to be giving us life in the here and now. I believe it's in those moments, in those moments of gratitude for what's here, that the Lord just comes in and that's where He wants us, you know, He wants to meet us right there in the intersection between our discontent, hearts or our uncontent hearts i don't even know if discontent is a real word but our discontent heart in his good everlasting joy and i really believe that joy begins to spark in the gratitude of our hearts and wow that just rhymed yes i am an english major didn't mean for that though i would never write that but whatever (laughs) we're gonna go with that joy begins to spark when there's gratitude in our hearts and i truly believe this and gratitude is another thing that I thought about doing an episode on, but gratitude is not about your circumstances either, because again, often we are thankful for things, or grateful for things that we have, and that are circumstantial, however, gratitude is more of of a heart posture than anything, it's a posture that says, wow, (laughs) despite my circumstances, you know, despite all this other stuff, my God, it's good. Gratitude is a, a position of our hearts that allows us to humble ourselves and to step back from, from the taxation of, of our circumstances and of what is weighing us down and allows us to just come before the mighty throne of God and say, Lord, you're enough. You're good enough. With or without my circumstances, God, I'm so grateful that I have you because even if I have nothing in my circumstances to be grateful for, which I do, I have so much circumstantially to be grateful for, but even if I had nothing, God, I would still be grateful. Because I have you and I have Jesus who came and paid the price for for my sin and for other sins. And he wants to take me home and who has a place in his house for me. There is so much to be grateful for, Father. That position, that gratitude, it's an alignment of our hearts with his. And so I really do believe that the, the solution, or not even the solution, I don't know, the combat maybe, to our discontent is gratitude because in gratitude, our hearts begin to be content in the satisfying waters of grace that Jesus has offered us through the blood shed on a cross for us. Now, I know this might be easy kind of in theory, but I want to talk about some ways that I have seen this actually play out. And so I talked about or I said that quote, focus on what's there instead of what you want to be there. So something I actually did after watching Enola Holmes, which you all should go watch. I feel like I should just keep plugging it, but you should go watch it. It's really, really good. Um, But something that I did after watching that was I actually made a list of things that are there and things that I wanted to be there in this season of my life, in this season of my gap semester. I made a list of what is there and what was there. Was an opportunity to write, spend more time with my family, opportunity to travel safely, opportunity to have community with those who I normally wouldn't because I would be at school solely in that community, an opportunity to give my heart into things that normally I don't have the time or space or energy for, like my blog as well as opportunity to lean more into the Lord's Word than ever before. I had more time to really spend with the Lord than I ever had, not just time in the sense of you can always make time for something. I mean, you always in the sense of there there's opportunity that sometimes you have to make time, you don't just have it, but not only, yes, you always have to make time, but in this semester, I actually had time, so that was something with, that was there, and then I also made a list of things I wanted to be there because I wanted to recognize things that my heart was longing for that were not its current posture or position that it needed to be in. I wanted to recognize those so that I could surrender and release them to God because I spent about the first month of the semester, and really it continued throughout the whole semester, but just I spent a long time during the semester denying. What I wanted to be there, denying that I was longing for something more, and this has so many contexts, and if you're one of my friends listening to this, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. If you know, you know, but I spent, uh, I spent quite a bit of this semester just thinking about things that I wanted to be there, you know? I really wanted to be back in school. That's what I wanted, But that wasn't what was there, and even more than that, the things I wanted weren't necessarily things that would even bring me contentment. You know, when I am back in school next semester, it's not going to be me being back in school that's going to make me content. In fact, I could be so discontent still in the middle or beginning of the semester. That is not what's going to make me content. Only Jesus, in that moment, only gratitude of my heart in living and walking with the Lord. Those are the only things that can truly make me content, the non-circumstantial contentness. And so, yes, at times our, our, our hearts might feel content because for a moment things might be going really, really right in our worlds. But the thing is, if we're constantly relying on those moments for things to go right, then the moment that they don't go right, we're gonna lose it you know it's really easy to be happy and even say that we're joyful when things are going right but joy has no circumstance and so i i would argue that that joy in true joy can be held in grief also you can be sobbing your eyes out and still have joy and so that's why i would argue that joy is non-circumstantial whereas happiness is fleeting you know at any moment it can disappear But Jesus never leaves you. He never disappears. And that's why joy, true joy that I believe can only come from the Lord, that kind of joy is the kind of joy that it doesn't change with the seasons. And so when I look at, you know, when I want to be there next semester, you know, when I wrote this list of things I wanted to be there, releasing them to God and admitting, yes, these are things I want, but this isn't my season right now, Lord. And I am content to just be with you in this season, God, and I'm content to sit and lean into whatever you have for me this season, God, you know, being able to release that to him, that was really the game changer because that first month of my gap semester was really the most eventful because after I released this, I actually ended up going home for two months. And I spent the last two months of my gap semester largely at home, writing at home. It was also when I started my podcast. It was also when I got back into blogging. It was also when I began to have joy for things that I hadn't for a while. I got back into running, not that I hadn't been into it, but I kind of had lessened it towards the end of the summer. I hadn't been doing it quite as much, but I love running and it's something that really has has brought me just a lot of a lot of happiness, you know, not joy like yes, I am joyful when I run, but again, that's not circumstantial, but I do enjoy it. And so, enjoy, joy, okay, I feel like I'm on a tangent now, but I don't, you know where I'm going with this, or maybe you don't, because I really don't even know what I'm saying right now, but more or less, those last two months actually had so much less going on than that first one, and all the discontent was mostly held, the discontentment was mostly held during that first month when I actually had a ton going on. And so it's so interesting how, really, I don't think it's our circumstances that cause discontentment. I think it's a posture of our heart in comparison that causes discontentment. And so I wrote this down, and this is kind of how I want to end this conversation. But I said, just because the grass looks greener doesn't mean it is greener, and furthermore, Good grass comes from lots of watering. Are you watering yours? I just wanted to kind of end with that because it's a question I have. You know, when we look at the other side of things, something that's further down the line, and we long for this thing, and it looks so great. You know, the grass is so much greener over there or in someone else's field. You have to ask, are you watering yours? Because, how could you expect that your grass is going to be that green when you're not watering it? You know, the Bible actually has quite a few metaphors to growing. And I really believe that growing and growth are so fundamental to the Lord's walk with us. Because even though He might have you somewhere, I've said this before, but even though He might have you somewhere, that doesn't mean He's going to keep you there. And so growth is fundamental to our, our walks as human beings, really, because again, we're all in a process, a process of this life, a process of sanctification. But my point is that growth is fundamental. And so... Just because your grass isn't green right now doesn't mean it can't become green. How are you watering it? Who are you having pouring in right now? What is pouring into you? Because what's pouring in has a lot to do with what's coming out. And so if you're feeling discontent and you see the green grass in your neighbor's field, I might ask you, who is pouring into you? Who is pouring into your projects? Who are you pouring into? You know, all these questions because in order for our grass to become green, we have to water it and we have to grow it. And it's not an automatic, like, switch. It's not, okay, something happened. You know, we're such a quick, what's the word? We're such an instant gratification culture. But the thing about contentment is that it doesn't come from instant gratification. Your grass is not all of a sudden going to be green. You have to spend time growing it and watering it. And so start thinking about how can you grow and lean into wherever you are at right now, whatever season you are in right now, how can you lean into that to grow? How can you cultivate this beautiful grass? I I can't even stop with this analogy. I can't stop. Okay, how can you cultivate it? How can you get involved in community that will begin to spark up new life in you again? How can you get into the word of God that will begin to spark up new affection for the Lord again? How can you get into, you know, friendship with others? How can you begin pouring into your project if you're an artist? How can you begin to create in new ways again? You know, I found that as I was going through this semester creating, doing art, was so powerful for me because I love it, and I believe that the gift of creation, you know, the Lord is the ultimate creator, and we as his masterpieces, some of us are also gifted in the art of creating. I mean, I I believe all of us are gifted in different ways in the art of creating. It's just, you know, how, And, and I just, I want to ask you, you know, how can you begin to grow in whatever season you're in so that you're no longer looking around and so focused on the grass in your neighbor's yard, but you're focused on growing yours, and you're focused on bettering yourself, and you're focused on, you know, spending time with people who lift you up, and you're focused on giving back to people, and you're focused on gratitude in your heart. And you're focused on things above because where your focus is, it determines a lot. And I think more than anything, when I come back to everything that I've said in this podcast episode about contentment, I think it all has to do with our focus. You know, the focus and the posture of our hearts and our heads. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of it. I believe it all has to do with a certain posture that we sit in. Colossians 3 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. I just, I love that verse, and I think I've actually brought it up on the podcast before, but where our focus is, where our eyes are, where we're seeking. It all has so much to do with the posture of our hearts. And discontentment is more of a heart problem than it is a circumstance problem. And so I would just encourage you guys, seek Christ. Seek the things that are above because Christ is above. And Christ offers abundant life. And if you've never heard about this abundant life, or maybe you've heard about it, but you don't really know where to start. You you want more resources. I always plug this, and I'm so sorry if you listen every week and you're tired of hearing it, but I can't plug it enough. Because Christ Jesus died for you. He was raised to life for you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. Christ lived a perfect life and died on a cross that... If the Father has called you, if you feel provoked right now in your soul to say, yes, I, I hear this and somehow I believe this, then I would just encourage you to pray and let the Lord into your life because he wants to have a relationship with you. Um, pray that Christ would walk along with you. You know, the Bible says that if we believe in our hearts and proclaim with our mouth that Christ is Lord, then we will be saved. And so... If, if you hear this and you still don't understand it, that is completely okay. Um, I would encourage you. My second episode on this podcast talks more about the story of the gospel, um, if you would like to hear more. And if you've already listened to that and, and you have questions, feel free to reach out to me at The Handprint Creative on Instagram. I also have an email um, that you can find me on The Handprint Creative, my blog site, and I believe my email is listed there, Um, but it's just thehandprintcreative at gmail.com. You can email me there. Whatever it is, I would love to speak with you more. Um, If you have questions or whatever, I'm always here. I would love to talk to you about Jesus or any questions or doubts that you have. Doubts are normal and good and okay, Um, and It truly is okay if you're not there yet. You know, I would love to have a conversation with you. And so wherever you're at today, I just pray um, that the Lord would meet you there. I pray for gratitude to just overflow in your heart and out of you. That contentment would just flood through you because your heart is just grounded in Christ and your eyes are seeking things above where Christ is. And this isn't a posture that's, that's a one-time ask, you know, we don't just say, okay, Lord, make me, make me content, and then we are, I mean, he might give that gift to you, however, we have to continue to seek him, you know, seek our eyes, like, press our eyes on things that are above, we have to continue to do that, it's a daily surrender, it's not just a one-time thing, it's every single day, getting before the foot of the cross of Christ, and saying, Lord, you are enough, Even though my circumstances might be dire, even though my circumstances are great now, Lord, whatever it is, I know that you're enough, that despite my circumstances, you will always be enough. Oh, guys, just to sit at the foot of the cross of Christ. How lucky are we? How blessed are we to have the opportunity to come before a holy God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That is all I have to say for today. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I would love to continue this conversation with you guys on contentment, so again, feel free to reach out to me at any of the platforms I mentioned in this video. I also have my social media and my Instagram in the description notes, show notes of this episode, so you can look there, but I loved talking to you guys about contentment today. And next week, I believe, yeah, I think I have a guest on for next week. So that's really, really exciting again. And again, we have new episodes of the Handprints podcast up every single Monday. Talk to you guys next week.